Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern with Dom and Junior. Uh-huh. Yo. And this is a, it's a, a bonus series with uh, Friday the 13th coming up and the year of horror killing everyone. Um, we're going to do a whole series. Not, I mean, not a long series, but a series nonetheless of... of uh, I guess everything horror. Yeah, pretty um, much. Like, how would you how would you say, Dom? The way I did it is I split it up into three parts. The first part um, being more about examining horror and like what it's about, and then the second part being like the psychology of it all, and the third part is like how we, us, this group, are affected by horror and like what it like what it means to us. Well, I love it. Okay, but I we're not at that part. I'm just saying. <clears throat> so we're Boom. That part of the segment knocked out the way. All right, cool. So this is the first part. Um, this one's called uh, It Goes Bump in the Night. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in order to do like any kind of in-depth analysis of horror, I think we have to answer a few questions, at least in this part. Um, like, why do we watch horror films? Is it a psychological need to feel fright or adrenaline? To get that feeling of fight or flight? Is it evolutionary? I mean, some of us do feel the need to view the macabre. I mean, like, logically, does this... Mm, this doesn't make any sense, right? Like, why would you go out of your way to, like, seek out something that's going to make you feel this way? No. Uh, I mean, fear is an unpleasant emotion that's supposed to make you, um, like, wary of your surroundings. It's a vital survival trait that's instilled inside our brains from the moment we're born. Why, then, do we seek out these situations that place our minds in a state of such fright? Uh, mental, because you have mental health issues. Cause oh, me, guy, personally? Yeah. Movies are dope. Huh. You know what? That's what my mom's been saying a lot lately. What, you're fucking fucked in the head? Maybe. Well, you better go see somebody about that. No, it's just, I think it's just the way people are built. There's two types of people. There's people who run towards it and people mm-hmm. who run away from it. Um, they're... Like I said, I was watching that Rob or the Low Files with that Rob Lowe show. Yeah, that's still on. Yeah, yeah. There's a new season coming out soon. What? Why wouldn't there be a new season? <clears throat> I only saw the first episode. It's pretty good. It's scripted, right? Probably. It's like somewhat though. I mean, they really go to real locations, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, they really went to. They scripted the Area 51 thing. Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> I could have sworn he told. I saw an interview where him. He said it was. I don't know. I mean, I'm just tripping. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. Know. I don't read too much into shit like that. Okay. Maybe you just make it up. I think but you're just making it up. On I the show, fuck you. You made it up. But on the show, they had an episode actually about fear, and they had this girl on who was like, I don't know, like a expert of some sort. But she was talking about that. She said, you know, there's people who who 
there's there's people who like that stuff. They like going to scary movies. They like telling scary stories. They go to the haunted houses. They do this, you know, this. They do these like horror tours and you know ghost, whatever tours and stuff. It's because they like that adrenaline rush, whatever. It's just there's something in them that makes them. And then there's people who shy away from it. They don't like it. They're you know they're why would they want to get scared and stuff? Yeah. And uh, they touched on it a little bit. It wasn't obviously. It's not like full in depth, mm-hmm. you know, psyche whatever. But um, but no. But it but it was interesting because they she was taking their readings. His son was someone who kind of pushed away from it. Didn't like it. You know, didn't want to be around. You know, that whole like being scared and stuff. And Rob Lowe was someone who actually likes it, enjoys it, and it's kind of interesting. To see how both of them work in similar situations, they were put like in the they were put in like one was in like a dungeon, one was in like a uh, I don't know uh, like holding cell or something I don't know it was underground, but um, but yeah, but like you seen, but like physically seeing their interactions with like their heart rates and all that stuff. And how they go and whatnot, it was really interesting because it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of, that makes sense and stuff. And the, some of the things they touch, like, you don't really even think about. We're talking about how when you're scared and, and stuff, like, your senses are always going. That's one thing, too, is your senses, they're always wanting input. So when you're put somewhere in, like, a dark, cold, you know, cave and you start to hear or see things, it's because... That's like your body's kind of wanting something there, sensing yeah. it and stuff like that. So that stuff was cool. Um, I just, yeah, I just think there's, it's just the way people are built. And just like there's some people who are extreme adrenaline junkies who, you know, there's people who won't ride roller coasters and people who <laughs> jump off of or jump out of airplanes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, I think it's just the way that people are built. So would you say, do you think it's, <clears throat> like a need to like confront the unknown also that no. plays a part in it like confront what you, this abstract ideas of things that are you, like you think horror movies really go that deep I mean I mean I'm, I'm just asking, a, I'm asking I mean it does play a big part in a lot of horror films like because there's something in the shadows that you don't know yeah so there's someone outside lurking you don't know that's, that's what I mean like but are you gonna get that from a movie though the facts and Wanting to understand that. No, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Like, this is the... This is the whole thing. It's like, is that something that plays into um, a horror film? Like, that we need to confront unknowns in this world? Um, I think it's just the horror movie. People want to go see something scary. <laughs> We're we're going more in depth than just like what an average moviegoer thinks. Well, he is your average movie. That's true. So but apparently, you, apparently they don't they don't think about that. Well, I mean, is there? I'm saying there's people really out there that dig that deep into wanting to go see something scary. Yeah, like me. It depends on the film. It really does depend on the film. Because you could try to make the scariest horror film, whatever, mm. blah blah blah. And people are only going to go for it because they're like, oh, it's crazy, cool, scary, whatever. They're not thinking about it. Yeah. You mean that? I mean, I think that's what we saw with like Paranormal Activity when it first came out. Yeah. Was there was buzz about it, about being, you know, like really creepy and scary. And people were bringing in these people that don't go to horror films or 
don't really like horror films in general. Um, and that was, it's one of those, like, we get into, like, the whole, like, theater experience. Yeah. It's, um, some movies thrive on a theater experience, like The Quiet Place. And then some movies you can just kind of watch whenever and still either, not saying it's not going to be scary, but, you know, they don't really need that. Um, but, but some films, like I said, like, uh... My friend Dahmer, my friend Dahmer very much played into like the whole psyche of like, this is a serial killer. Mm. We know this is a serial killer. We know he thinks fucked up stuff, all this shit. Right. So in the movie, you're waiting for these parts where he's going to let off. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't necessarily happen. Spoiler alert. But that whole time you are kind of waiting for it. You're all, you know. You're you're kind of I think that one you'd be more invested in it as opposed to, um, what's something like the last Insidious movie, oh yeah, where yeah it's a cool story and you know they're bringing in all the elements of stories in the past but you don't have to leave you don't have to get out of the whole like oh it's just a story about her going you know or her confronting her past or whatever and that's it. And you're just waiting for, like, a a scare, I think, really. That's kind of what that is for. I was saying, uh, well, don't you think, like, nowadays that no one can make a really scary movie, just a good horror film, if that makes sense? Like, there's so, nothing out there that scares the shit out of me that we watched. But is that... Lately. Is that, uh, is that a modern thing, or is that I, I think a grown-up thing? I think it's a grown-up thing. See, I say that because I was just thinking about Chucky, like how I used to scare the shit out of me when I was little. I watch it now, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, same thing with um, Leprechaun. That scared Leprechaun you? scared you? That scared me when I was little. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good horror movie. I thought movie. it was creepy. I yeah. remember it being really creepy. Then now it's just funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, it's still a little bit creepy, but you know what? I Freddy Krueger. Funny, but that's probably because I watched the third one the most, the third Leprechaun movie the most. Oh, the Jackass. Who's the third one? When he's in Las Vegas. I only seen the beginning of that one. I've only seen really one and two, and then I try to watch the Hood ones, and they're stupid. Leprechaun I've, I've in the Hood. I've never hurt. seen those ones. Yeah, don't. They're, <clears throat> they're dumb. But I'm saying, yeah, I think it's. Like nowadays, I don't think you can. There's a genuine horror movie out there that could scare somebody to the core. I don't know, unless they're really afraid, like a phobia or something. Uh huh. Now yeah, like, it's like, I, but I think something. you could make a really good horror movie, like good story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm trying to say? I, I no, yeah. I know what you're saying. I, I, but I do think it's also. I think it's the person. I don't think it's. Well, I think it's both because back in the day, doing a lot of this stuff was new and it was fresh. Yeah. So you can have stuff like like Psycho and not have anything like that before, you know? Or even sure. Jaws, like yeah. like how big Jaws became. And I, it's funny because I did see... I, well, I didn't watch... I don't think I finished the trailer, but I was watching that Meg trailer. Yeah. And like, yeah, it looks like a cool movie, but it doesn't feel like it's going to give you that same scare. I don't even know if it's supposed to be scary. I guess maybe it is, but... I think so. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it would give you that same feeling as Jaws because that was so original back in the day. And and that is... I, you're kind of right because there seems, there seems to be, like, a lack of originality in Hollywood today. 
but you're also, you know, going off of, you know, like a hundred or so years of filmmaking and things are constantly getting better. I mean, you even look at movies 10 years ago that, you know, you would still consider modern movies that maybe they have like special effects in it that don't, (laughs) that look outdated. And then you watch a movie that was made, you know, a couple weeks ago, comes out a couple weeks ago and... It's, you know, far and it could be completely different, you know, away from one another. It's crazy, too, because, like, a lot of horror movies nowadays, they're just fun horror movies. Like, yeah. they're just jump scares, you know what I mean? Like, well, ah, so, fuck. So then I'll ask this. Is there meaning in making, like, horror films? Not no more. I don't think there's a meaning anymore. I, but that's not what I'm... That's not what, what I mean? mean. What do you mean? I don't mean, like... Going out and making it, and like, like, oh, there's like, oh, there's our passion what? or something. What I mean is like, from uh, the, because a lot of horror films are about like symbolism, that the writer, the director intends with the film, like the film means something greater than just the scares and the on everything. Yeah, I see, mean, but that's like, a, like a lot of those horror movies are like what, well, like independent underground horror movies, right? What, what like, you, I mean, I'm saying, I don't even know. I lost track again. What were you saying? So it's it's more than it's more about like than just the the content of the film. It's more about like the, what this film means to like that writer or director. Like the way. Like, n- no, more more like uh, an example like mental health or like oh. childhood trauma or oh, sex or something. Oh, 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 oh. So like okay, here's but one. that's not with I all film. I should have let no, you. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying all films. I'm just saying just like I say it, but like. No, is there meaning in, in making horror films? That's what I, Not that anymore. Question. Not anything that touches on any of that shit. Now it just seems like it's all about money. I think it's mixed. You got to a point right now where, where especially we're talking about the year of horror, but you got to a point right now where you can make a horror film and it has nothing deep in it. It's just a horror film. It's a scare, uh-huh. you know. Sometimes they tell school, cool stories, or they try to, or sometimes, you know, they try to show you cool things, but when you take something like, when you take something like Get Out, which definitely had that yeah. in it, and compare it to, like, a... Truth or Dare. Yeah, like a Truth or Dare that's coming out. Are you going to tell me that those two are trying to, trying to... They're I know they're not the same, but are you telling me those two... Are trying to pull off the same thing of like telling something deeper. That's not what I, I wasn't trying to say that at all. all well, that's exactly say, what you're saying. No, yeah, that's, all I, that's what no, I was trying to explain. I'm just asking: is there you, meaning in making off, horror films? Is there a meaning in making horror? Yeah, films? like I'm not saying all. I just said a lot of horror films are about symbolism. I don't. Like, but well, I'm no, just talking name, about name those films that are about symbolism. Yeah, like, I'm not talking few. about every but, horror. But that's film. what I'm saying. Like, I was like, I, I, I don't think that you can really make that statement. I think. Because but now I'm not it's saying a, all. I never said all horror. I'm no, just but, saying, is there meaning? But I know. But what you're saying is like, is there meaning? But what I'm saying is that because if you would have said this 20 years ago, maybe, maybe you could say that statement because it's because horror films 20 years ago. I don't even think you could say that 20 years nah, ago. Yeah, I don't think you could either. Because of all the slasher films. 30 years ago. 30 years. I would probably even say like 40 years ago. Whatever. But we got to a point now where Check in, mate. horror films aren't what you consider horror films. Yeah, they're they're just more of a, a like a scary movie, jump scare, and a lot of those. And and what I'm saying is like, 
if you look at like if you look at a horror films in the last year, I I bet you that there's probably maybe eighty percent of those that don't even try to get to anything deep. I think that's just a filmmaking. I think that's just a filmmaker's vision, and those filmmakers those filmmakers just happen to decide like. I think I'm gonna write a horror film, or I'm gonna turn this into a horror film, or yeah. this is more gonna be a suspenseful film. Okay, so then in the films that you can think of that have a deeper meaning, what are some of your favorite? Like what though? I mean, I don't. Really... Or like what is what's a really good one that you've seen? Like okay, here's here's a good one. Get Out is actually about racism. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like okay, what well... it, what it's really about. So like it follows is really about like sexually transmitted diseases. But he said it's not. Yeah, I do say it's not. But I know it's interpreted he did. As that, but yeah. that's what you can interpret it yeah. as. That's the, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like, is there a greater <laughs> not for all film, not all horror films? But I'm just saying, for some of them. Okay, so that's there, two. Uh, but what else is there? You can say the Babadook is about mental health. You can also say that about Devil's Candy, right? Did the dude think he was like he wasn't sure if he was going crazy or? Yeah. He wasn't sure if he was going crazy or if all that shit was really happening. Yeah. That's all I mean. It's just like, obviously, it's a Yeah, but see, when they do movies like that, like is, that, do you think, I don't think there's really meaning behind it. I don't well, know. Well, no, that's the whole point of the film would be because they're trying to express like, okay, this is my interpretation of this What about just as a horror film. What about The Exorcist? Yeah, you can probably say that that's more of like a crisis of faith type of thing. Or a mental breakdown. Hell, that too. You can interpret it as that. Like she was just fucked up in the head somewhere. Because her mom was always gone and she was just <laughs> acting out. <laughs> um, oh, she has autism? <laughs> wow. I don't know, because then at that point you can, you could kind of say any movie's about Anything, else. yeah, yeah, and, and you could get because that, it that's is what, that's it exactly is exactly what I'm saying. It is art, like like you said, like oh, it's about sexually transmitted disease. Which when it first came out, it's what everyone thought. I thought, but you really, were... you could you could even say it's just about like no matter what you, it's always it, maybe it's a metaphor about like you know your past and that like no matter what it's it's come comes yeah back it, to haunt it you. comes back. Well, it doesn't necessarily come back to haunt you, but. Because the whole thing is like people are trying to pass it on, whatever, because they're just trying to move on from yeah. it. Sometimes it can come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Sometimes, like, it, you know, it, or even because it starts to affect everyone else, like, you know, the little things can really affect everyone around you. Mm-hmm. But that, that could just be my take on it. Junior could just say, I was about people fucking. Yep. No, okay, well, what did you, what did you, Junior, think I meant? About what? Oh, I thought you meant, like, are people, like, directors and people who write these movies intentionally doing that? Like, intentionally trying to, like, put a I would say so- some. I kind of feel like you can get, like. But I feel like the I feel more. Like, yeah, follows, the majority like, of right? So the guy, the guy, like he says, no, yeah. it wasn't about sexually transmitted disease mm-hmm. or AIDS at all, but people got at it. Got that idea from Got it. that idea from it. So he wasn't intentionally trying to say, hey, this is what this movie is really about. Yeah. So, I mean, but you he could pretty much he get could, anything out of it. Yeah, but he could have had, movie. he could have wrote it for a different meaning. Yeah. People just. Then took it as yeah. that. It could have. It was like it, a sex demon, right? Pretty much, of, yeah. yeah. He could have, he could have legit wrote it because he's like, 
This is about my ex and how she fucked me over. Yeah, pretty, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> what I mean, though. You, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know. No, I would say... I would honestly say the majority of it... Is not, right? Is not. But yeah, yeah. It, but there we go. You can you can argue that a good amount of films in general are trying to. Yeah. Not just horror. I think horror films have become so diluted now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't need something like a substance for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need anything it more than maybe either trying to tell a scary story or uh, um trying to yeah, trying to scare people. Skip like stats. a physical like a physical That's all movies are now money. Yeah, like money a, like a physical like heart, you know, thumping film. But there are, I mean, like you said, we talked about it. But like there are movies that are trying to, they they do try to kind of push you of like, what does this mean? Like you know, how does this make you feel, et cetera, et cetera. Remember et cetera. when we went to go see Shutter Island? Yeah. Remember how packed that was? Remember how we were standing in line and shit for a long time? It was because people thought that was a horror movie, right? But the dude was really just crazy. Like it was like a psychological I mean, movie. Yeah, like, you was could. Was he? Yeah, was he? Yeah, he was. He was crazy. I don't know, but but I mean, could you? Sometimes you can classify a certain psychological movie. Like that's how, like when you put uh, "What Lies Beneath," that's I thought that movie was more, more psychological than it was horror. Yeah. But I I do think a lot of psychological movies can be horror because it's yeah. like uh, they deal with a lot of horrific stuff. You ever see that shit? What hide and seek with uh, Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning? Oh yeah, I saw oh, that one. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. But it, it was like again, it was. <laughs> Dude was just crazy. Yeah, he was just crazy. It was dumb. That's it dumb. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> but uh, but no, but I, I think I think there's I think um I think suspense does belong in the horror genre. Yeah. Because just because the mm. actual the actual suspense M- is what makes the, you most suspense because that gives you exact like like what sense. though but it gives you that kind of like uh, this. Like, like you were telling me about the last um, Atlanta episode. Oh, yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. that. You could classify that as a as a as a horror episode because it was creepy. You know, you're thinking it's gonna go one way. It was barely even funny, man. It, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, like yeah. when you watch it. The, you seen it? No. The no, only the only funny part it. in there is when they're in the car. When they're Sammy Sosa. Yeah. That is the only really funny fucking part. Oh. But. He's like, yo, if I do an extra five series, I'll take him out. He's like, damn, just eat him. <laughs> damn, just, damn, don't eat him. Um, no, but like that, but that episode, when you watch it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then like, it keeps going on and you're just like, okay. Then he like gets a little creepier and you're like, okay. Then you get to a point where you think like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden... Yeah, it, it was fucked and you're up. Like, Wait, what? Because it, it has. Well, nothing. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start watching it as soon as I'm done with Lost. You, just, you, you can start watching it too. But you watch, could. You could literally just watch that episode yeah, and then start any, back. Yeah, yeah it doesn't oh, okay. tie into anything. Okay, but doing, but it's... but you could because that was in all honesty the whole time Unless was very it, suspenseful. Yeah, but it, maybe it would, and and then if yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. Also, Donald Glover stayed in character yeah. the, whole, yeah, the time. whole time. That's crazy. Yeah, really people didn't even know it was him. Only was like really a few, that. few people knew it was well, him. Well, like I was reading too, like the director would talk to him, but like that character. Yeah, he'd have to like, call him by the that name. that character. Yeah. Like, yeah. He would talk back the same way. <laughs> so Jeez. 
He did fucking good. He's got to win something. Well, so now since well, we we kind of gone over that, I think we should get into like um, the range, though. I'm on the range. Go ahead. Like the a little bit of the history of like horror. So like the first, like what is a what would somebody say is like if they asked you like, or what would we tell them if they asked like what the first horror film is? What um, what is it though? So there's several shorts that I saw that like depict supernatural events that came out like in the early days of film, like early. But like the first credited horror film is, um, and I'm probably gonna butcher this, is Le Men Menor de Diable. Le Menor de Diable. Like that? Yeah. It's, uh, it's translated as The House of the Devil. Why didn't you just say that? Uh, by George Millier. Oh, is it yeah, supposed that, to be like the one? That one? No, no, no. no, no. This is old, old, old. But I'm saying, did they get that as like a remake? No, they're not no, correlated in any way. No, they're not correlated in any way. Oh. Um, so place, what does that one have to do? Because the other one was witches, right? Take place in the forest. Which one? That one. I don't remember. Because I, I saw, I remember seeing a clip. It could, it could have been no movie. Because thinking about <laughs> like how, how long they were. Yeah. But I remember seeing, I remember seeing, like really old film like that and. It had some significance like that. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we can we start getting into like the different eras of the genre. So wait, what what was what was that story about? The House of the Devil that George Millier did. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh-huh. And this is considered the first horror movie. Yeah. What's it about? Wait, what's it called? It's called The House of the Devil. Yeah, but how do you say it in the... Uh, Le Menor de Diable. This one says it's called The Haunted Castle. Oh, um, see, it's because of... Because um, it's French. So, oh, okay. So it, you can say it's the the manor of the devil or... Uh, ah, like, you know to, I mean? oh, yeah, 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 I understand. That came out in 90, 1896. It was three minutes long. Oh, probably. <laughs> it might be that one. Oh, you, what are you saying? It take place in the woods? Yeah, I remember, like, the the actual scene was, like... I mean, it could have been... It was obviously, like, a stage or whatever. Or maybe it was real woods, but... I just remember that scene. It was, like, a scene of, like, the guy and the lady or something like that. Well, see, a lot of people say it's either considered a movie about the devil or a vampire. Or both. Or, or both. maybe it's a devil vampire. <gasps> anyway, that's considered the first horror. So what was it about? You're going all the way to plot? Oh, my bad. I thought you wanted to just read, like, the summary. Well, where's the summary? Ain't that the very top? No? Plot is just like, it always says, like, scenes open up with I a know. big flying badge. The film opens with a large bat <laughs> flying into a medieval castle. The bat circles the room before suddenly changing into the devil. Um, uh, <laughs> Mephistopheles produces a cauldron and an assistant who helps to conjure a woman from the cauldron. Ooh, this is getting sexy. Uh, the room is clearly Perf. or is cleared shortly before two cavaliers enter. The devil's assistant pokes a, their back. What? I don't know. I guess it's just like the devil comes and some guys fight him back. Tale as old as time. Yeah. 
so yeah, I I guess technically that is horror. Mm-hmm. Let's beat back the devil because he produced some woman because that's where women come from, right? Yeah. Where my husband's bulge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The devil. Continue. So the um, I guess from the beginning it it starts between the the horror genre starts between uh, 1900 and 1920 and this is called the this era you'd call as the like literary years um, an influx of supernatural themed films followed with many filmmakers most of whom still trying to find their feet with the new genre turned to literature classics as source material. Um, the first adaption of Frankenstein was released by Edison Studios in these early days, as well as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the Werewolf. But those last two um, are just completely lost. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they can't find those films anywhere. We'll find them. You'll find them? We should write a movie about looking for them. Okay. Let's go look for them. All right. That, in general, when you start to look up that stuff, it's just like, like, the like old films lost or like are like uh isn't even like Wizard of Oz has a bunch of film like that lost. they lost. Yeah. It's the jitterbug scene. Yeah. It's so it's like it's so crazy thing about there's what, like what, what's the jitterbug? So the part where they're in the forest with the trees, mm-hmm. um, apparently there was supposed to be another musical number that they have the audio for. Like they have the rec- old recordings of the audio, like them singing, but all the footage they shot it was supposed to be like these like little bugs come out and like start like making them dance. That's, that's the jitterbug. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole sequence is lost. Like they can't find it anywhere. And if it's found, it'd be worth millions mm-hmm. or billions. Or so why don't we go look for it? Or bitcoins. So why don't we go look for it? Okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. Look, no, those movies cool. ain't just lost, man. Somebody's got them. I don't think you think they're really just lost. Like you don't think somebody stumbled well, across them. Well, what happened a lot? What they would do is they would melt the film down and then reuse uh-huh. it. So they probably they, yeah, it's probably destroyed. Then it yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it wasn't until like I think like the '40s or '50s when they started like being like, oh, maybe we should start preserving these films <laughs> instead of destroying them and reusing them. Um, okay, so let's move on to the golden age of horror. Uh, widely considered to be the finest era of the genre until now. The two decades between the 1920s and 30s saw a lot of classics being produced and could be kind of divided down the middle to create like a separation between the silent classics and the talkies. Throw out a few. Uh, On the silent side, you got um, films such as The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Nosferatu. And then on the other side, the first movies to really make an attempt to unsettle their audiences with the latter Nosferatu being Ron Tomato's second best reviewed movie um, in the horror genre of all time cementing just about every surviving uh, vampire cliche in the book. A lot of the cliches for vampires come from that film like aversion to sunlight, like garlic like the cross, this and that Um, Reflection? Yeah, a lot of that Um once the silent era had given away, given way to technological process, um, we had a glut of incredible movies that paved the way for generations to come, particularly in the field of monster movies. Uh, so, like the second iteration of Frankenstein, The Mummy, and the first color adaption of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. 
Um, the third. What about creature? That was until later. Oh, until later. The 30s also marked the first time in the industry when the word horror was used to describe the genre. Previously, it was really just romance melodrama with a dark element. It also saw the first horror stars being born, like Bela Lugosi, um, and he was arguably the first to specialize solely in that genre, as well as, um, you know, unnerving the viewers. The genre was starting to worry the general public at this point, with heavy censoring and public outcry becoming common with each release. Freaks. Freaks, which is a good example of a movie that was so shocking at the time, it got cut extensively, with the original version now nowhere to be found. Uh, director Todd Browning, who had previously created the um, successful uh, Dr Dracula movie, uh, saw his career flounder at, at the hands of the controversy. The shock value of Freaks is one of the few that has aged well um, up until present day, and so highly disturbing watch. This one? Yeah, Freaks. Is that you the never, circus one? I've never seen yeah. it. Is it good? Um, it's I'm, disturbing. Because <laughs> I, I know they got a lot of like real like freak show people yeah. to be involved in it. Yeah, like it's like the story of like a, a small man who marries like a, the girl. I forgot what the girl... She works there too, and like they get married, and then. Then it's not rated. He, I think she just did it so that she could get the money or something. Like they wanted to kill him, and then they're like, "Google gobble, Google gobble, one of us, one of us." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like on um. Boy in a plastic bubble. When he comes across that train. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Bubble boy. Huh? Bubble boy. Yeah, Bubble Boy, remember? Where he's in that train car. Yeah. <laughs> All those circus people were in there. <laughs> but, I mean, all right. And then we move on to the Atomic Years. Um, somewhat ironically, Freaks was banned for 30 years in a country that really came into its own during this period, <laughs> Great Britain, because the um, ha Hammer Horror Company, which was founded in 34, um, you know, started to turn... Profit profit during the 50s but when it when it did it was a near global um dominance of thanks to a lucrative distribution deal with warner and um some other u.s studios but they themselves made their own adaptions of like frankenstein dracula the mummy and they put the company on the map <clears throat> of course you can't mention british horror without paying respects to um alfred hitchcock you know a lot of his films are Horror or suspense or thrillers. What's that one movie? Which one? That they say is like one of the scariest movies ever made, and it's about like a covenant of witches. She's like in a ballet. Oh, Suspiria. Suspiria. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. You ever seen it? Mm -mm. Heard of it? Mm -hmm. Another hallmark of the forties. They remake that. What? Did they remake They're it? They're going they, to. They want to remake yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Although I don't know. If they, if they do it well enough. But the film itself, that's a really good one if you want to watch for, like, some kind of, like, symbolism or something. Yeah. Because it, like, uh, deals a lot with, like, colors and stuff, too. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of fucking colors in that yeah. movie. I've seen it, uh, like, a while back, a long time ago. I remember thinking, like, not being scary, though. <laughs> but it's a pretty good movie. It was weird, yeah. So, another hallmark of the 1940s to 50s era of horror um, is that um, 
the fears of nuclear fallout. Um, they featured they a lot of films featured antagonists that were less supernatural and more about like like science fictiony. I guess this is where you could say like that. That's where like the genre started to meld a little bit more. Uh, because then you you get like the Incredible Shrinking Man, Godzilla, you know, and then also you you got and something that played into it was like more of like the Red Scare and like oh communists are gonna take over, you know, like with like War of the Worlds and when worlds collide, and then you can even say like um, what's uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is like a really that's obviously a metaphor for like um, communism. Are you sure? Yeah, big time. What about Red Dawn? You're Red what Dawn. is that symbolism of? Um, what? I think it's considered a horror movie, Red Dawn. Is it? I'd say that's an action movie, isn't it's, it? I mean, there's action in it, but shit. Could you imagine foreigners flying in, jumping out of a plane and taking foreigners? over? Foreigners? They always do. <laughs> that's why I have to get a wall built. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then... um. Oh, that during that time, that's when you can say that's when um, Creature. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Good which, movie. That's a good movie. Good movie. <coughs> it's a really good movie. Um, you know who almost remade that movie? Uh, Guillermo del Toro. I, I know. know that. You were deriding it last time. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know like 50,000 times. So let's move on to the, the gimmicky years, you know, like with 3D glasses, electric buzzers, paid stooges to. Um, that are like planted into the audience to like start screaming and like faint like just to boost like more sales and yeah stuff. like did they do that with um that movie hostile did they do that yeah because like there's people saying that like they were like throwing up and fainting oh, in the theater oh yeah remember and they were like yeah. recording but then you found out they were all like staged people fuck yeah I remember that they're like all planted in it because yeah, I wanted to go see like, it and I was like they, they tried on. like anything they everything and anything they could during the like the 50s to the 60s in an attempt to like further scare cinema audiences um yeah, this penchant for inner activity spilled over into over into other genres during the period but quickly died down in part due to the massive amounts of expense involved um, for horror in particular, this gave way to the opposite end of the spectrum, incredibly low-budget productions. From the late 60s onwards, so insatiable was the American appetite for gore that slasher films produced for well under um, $1 million took hold and were churned out by volume. That's not to say that there weren't some masterpieces during this time, um, like Night of the Living Dead by George, uh, George A. Romero, you know, came out and that really started like the zombie like films with zombies you know because before that zombies were the old style of zombies where they were just kind of like slaves and like not wow, not, wow. no i just what i mean is like they Damn. were they were fed this like are they, are they black too and white zombie they are so i think this guy this guy no when zombies were slower yeah and they were just more like Oh, you need flash. Ah. They can talk. I don't know. Maybe. What was the, the I guess supposedly the, real scary zombie movie? Is it Night of the Living Dead? They remade yeah. that. Yeah, they remade or it. Or did they just put it in color? No, they remade they it. They just remade it. Okay. Uh huh. But see, here's the thing with that is, I guess he didn't copy George A. Romero didn't copyright that, and so that term and that whole idea of zombie got 
put into the public domain as soon as it was released. So that's why you can see it in so many films, like just playing on the on TV and stuff. Oh. Because it's because they they legally can because he didn't copyright it. Why didn't he? Because it has something jackass. to do with like the studios and this and that. Because hmm. he's a jackass. He couldn't afford it. Yeah, that's why his other films are not called like. It's called. It's like Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. It's not of the like Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack then we is. move into R.I.P. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, all hell breaks loose, literally. You know, like this is when like the like a cult, uh, like film started coming out like during the seventies and eighties. Like American think, Psycho. What? Like American Psycho. No, I mean like occult films. That's that's not a cult film, and that was like two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, this is when, like, houses and kids were being possessed by the devil. Um, the reason for the cultural obsession with religious evil during this period could fill an entire, like, article by itself, but, you know... Well, why don't you break it down? I mean, there's two milestones in there. It's, like, the exorcist right. and the omen. Right. I mean, like, you could say that this is when, like, America kind of went through, like, that whole, like, crisis of faith. The omen sucked, like, though. I'd rather watch Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen The Omen all the way through. It's not. It's, nah. It's eh. It's just, just, a, it's just a little badass kid, dude. Watch Daddy yeah, Daycare. That's, that's the real scary part. Supernatural horror was um, now back, very much back in vogue, uh, harkening back to the cinematic origins. Literature once again became the source material. This time, though, it wasn't a Victorian author whose work had fallen out of copyright. But a gentleman by the name of Stephen King, <laughs> you know, like films like Carrie and The Shining, they came out into this, and you know, also like Poltergeist, like you'd segue that into like Poltergeist and stuff, like just like this kind of era of more of like supernatural. Horror. I didn't like Poltergeist either. It's fine. It's good. I, I think. Like when I get a, into it, the one. further. Wait, which poltergeist are you talking about? Ain't that the first one where she goes into the TV and then he has to go okay. in there after? And like <laughs> it's a... not the TV, but whatever. Oh, the closet. Is it the closet? Yeah. But he hears her in the TV. Yeah. Okay. Hey, wait, is Sam Rockwell in the yeah. remake? He yeah. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that one was horrible. Yeah, at the end with like all that CG when they go in there and yeah. it's just like all those things on the wall and it's like, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool. Okay, so, like, moving on to, uh, like, the slasher years. Um, if there's one trope that stereotypes the 80s, it's, uh, like, slasher slasher movies and slapper, the slasher format. Um, you know, arguably kicked off by Black. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But you could also say probably, like, what's that, Black, Black, Black Christmas. Christmas? But even before that, you could even start saying, like, Peeping Tom was, like, the beginnings of all that and Psycho. Um, yeah, uh, what yeah. about the uh, Toolbox Murder? Huh? You ever seen that movie? What? The Toolbox Killer or the Toolbox Murder? You no. ever seen that movie? It's about a serial killer, I guess. Who Wait, uses... when did that come out? I want to say around the time. It was a pretty old movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of that one. I heard of the Toy Box Killer. Yeah, I've heard of the Not Toy the Toy Box, it's the Toolbox. Sorry, let me look at that. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on while you're looking for that. 
For every 10 generic slashers, however, there'd be one flick that would end up becoming a cult classic, even if even if critically success was uh, mixed at the time. Critical success was mixed at the time. Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street are the most prominent examples, which became so successful that they spawned their own long-running franchises, which is the first time in the history of that genre where there's just so many sequels. Plenty of um, imitators and rip-offs came after that, particularly in the holiday-themed department. Some were a lot better than others as the genre descended into its most kitschy. Yeah, no, I've never seen that one. I think I still have it on tape. So then the, the next era, I guess you could say, is like the doldrums era, you know. So where we were like kind of suffering from like this exhaustion of like all these formulaic slasher films and their sequels and the genre kind of like started dying down a little bit and then you got films that started coming out with like um with more computer generated like special effects than they probably should have like <laughs> anaconda know. and like deep rising i know it's pretty badass but then you could say that it was comedy that ended up kind of reviving it a little bit more because um, Peter Jackson, uh, his first, like one of his earlier filmmaking or films, you could say, um, he took up like the splatter subgenre um, and took it to rid ridiculous extremes with Brain Dead and Wes Craven's um, like kind of like parody. But I wouldn't say it's a parody. I say it's more meta. Scream and I guess you could really mark Scream as this kind of like change from like because there's that like long period from in like from like the later 80s to like Scream where it's like yeah they still kind of did well but it was like kind of slowing down it was taking this kind of like lull I guess because like, I guess you could say Scream kind of was 96 97 Oh, that was 96, was, I think. No, it wasn't. It was 98. It was 98? I was uh, going to say 98, but... I don't I, think it's 98. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. You just said it was 98. I know, but I was... Just, no, it's 96. It's right here. I have it. Well, let me look it up just in case. Okay. 96. You're right. I was right. No, he was right because he had it written down first. Yeah. He said 96. <laughs> so, mid-90s. Yeah. Going on to the 2000s. I mean, and then the zombie subgenre, sub however, sprang back to life, or on life, during this decade, arguably spurred on by the unprecedented uh, success of Max Brooks's novel World War Z, which became its own film later. Um, the video game adaption of Re Resident Evil, as we've talked before. Oh, yeah. Um, <coughs> Followed by like Twenty Eight Days Later, Dawn, the the remake of Dawn of the Dead, you know Land of the Dead, I Am Legend, Zombie Land, all that. I Am Legend was dope. Zombie Land was dope too. And then I guess then you get more into like the present day. Um, this, well, you could say it's kind of contested a little bit. You know, the genre seems to be um, kind of just like as we talked about doing remakes, reboots. You know, endless sequels, but I I think with after the rise and fall of like torture porn, it's which is 
a lot of people deride as a subgenre in the 2000s with like Saw and Hostel, you know, ca caused a lot of people to lose hope in this genre. But I mean, there was a glimmer of hope when like, you know, Cabin in the Woods started coming out, which was 2012. And then, you know, we started getting into this more like renaissance of horror where like, I mean, obviously Guillermo del Toro won best director and having, um, the Shape of Water, you know, win Best Picture, which you could say harkens back to, like, those that old, like... What, what did I say? It was, like, romance and melodrama with... Shape of Water isn't horror, dude. No, but what it, but it harkens back to, like, the roots yeah, of horror, which is it. romance, melodrama yeah, with, like, dark yeah. elements. Yeah, jackass. Now, keep trying to... And, you know, like, a lot of critically... Love Films came out this past year. I mean, Get Out was nominated for Best Picture. You know, It came out last year. It, it Comes at Night, Split, Raw, Killing of a Stranger Deer, Creep 2, which, I mean, a lot of those we've covered on here. Which, I mean... Creep 1? Yeah, and then Creep 3, obviously. Yeah, come out. when that shit dropped. I mean, and then so using that as a segue, I mean, for the future, I mean, this whole year we just are just even more and like excited for these films that are coming out i mean a quiet place just came out and it's like critically loved truth or dare comes out and everybody's gonna love it right what if it does what if it turned out to be good like that one i mean they could what was that one is it happy death day yeah, yeah. then yeah. that turned out to was be that good? One good i didn't watch oh, it yeah, yet but uh, yeah people liked it it got like pretty good scores and stuff so you never know. So yeah. 2018. Yeah. Roughly what a hundred and like thirty years. For oh wait, because what what year did you say that Devil House of the Devil come out? Eighteen something. That's yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And here we are. Um. Let's clap back. 1896. So, um, so yeah, um, Dang. 2018. It's crazy, right? Thinking yeah. about it, like, how horror's been, and it really, like, horror's been a pretty big, I guess you could say it's been a staple of filmmaking since the beginning. Yeah, but now it's yeah. just the cash cow. But not everything. That's what we were just saying about this yeah, no, kind of renaissance. Like, there are some films that are going out of their way to be like, hey, maybe we can make horror you know, good again. Like, like A Quiet Place. Or like The Witch. You but know? A Quiet Place... I don't know. I mean, the Witch? All, all The Witch was, was mostly for that the director and the writer to be like, I want to tell this film about, you know... About the supernatural element, the covenant of bitches. Yeah, that I will, uh, I will say is more accurate. I will say the last decade or so has been seen, even though it's not in the majority. The ones that are getting a lot of critical acclaim are ones that are trying to go out of the way to be like, "What can we do?" It's not necessarily different, but something that get people excited, something to get people just need a good story, you know, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think now, I think the last 10 years or so, there's, there's been people who are like, are, they're trying to take 
horror, but do a little something more, or a little something different. Like The Witch. Yeah, like The Witch, oh, like Get Out. Get Out. Um, Guillermo del Toro in general, like, never giving up on his creatures. Yeah. Even though they're not, you know, I mean, really, like, look at uh, Pan's lap. Like, the reason why people love Pan's Labyrinth so much is because they're like, well, what else can you say that's why is really it called exactly? Pan's Labyrinth? Because it's Pan's. It, it has to do with it's the, the god Pan. Hmm. I've seen it. I know I've seen it, I think. Just remember the, the, the monster with the eyes in his hand. That's what everybody remembers. Because oh, that's the creepiest fucking thing yeah. on there. And the little, well, the little girl, out. the little girl is like, I don't, because it's like, fuck's wrong with you? I don't get creeped out, dickhead. No. <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, you could say maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit after, but in general, I'm going to just, I'm going to just say a decade. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's because you, well, I think, I think really there's a couple of things. Um, A, because they had a hundred years plus of horror, they don't want to go back to replaying these tropes, especially like you said, like there was a almost a a fallout where people are like, oh, another Jason movie? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Jason finally goes to hell. Yeah, right. Uh, Can we get a decent Jason movie? Oh, yeah. Maybe. You think we can get a decent, like, Freddy Krueger? I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like... I think those studios would have to give ownership over to someone else. Yeah, I think, too. I think because, like... I mean, I don't know if this is just me, but Chucky, he's kind of making a little comeback. That's true, because... Yeah. Like, those last two films are pretty cool. I didn't see... What was... Um, Curse of Chucky, but I saw Cult of Chucky. That was pretty good. I, I'm excited to see where the next one goes. Yeah. Charles Lee Ray's back. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at what they're doing with Halloween. Seeing how that's going to turn out. Oh, yeah, I forgot that shit's getting that, a reboot. Yeah, that one's just... No, it's not a reboot. It's going to be a, a sequel to the first film. Don't, oh, but didn't he say something about, like, they're going to... Are they... Did they say reboot? No, I thought no, it was no, a, no. It's not a reboot? No. She's in it. Yeah, yeah because she's it's in a sequel it. to the first okay. one. No, but... I read something about like but wouldn't Halloween they were talking about the other movies and they were saying like oh that they're canon still I don't know if they're canon or if they're like oh yeah like we're borrowing stuff I couldn't I couldn't remember we but were. I remember thinking like wait so is it not like a sequel uh, sequel so or? wait wouldn't part Halloween two be the sequel to Halloween one it is but I think they're pulling a Texas Chainsaw where they're making a sequel to the first film instead of making a sequel to the the, the last film that they made. I don't remember how many there are. There's H2O? Like no, no. Um, Halloween Resurrection was the last one. That was the in last that, one? In that film series. It wasn't, it wasn't H2O? No. H2O. It was H2O and then Revel, um, Resurrection. Resurrection. I remember liking H2O when I was little. little. Yeah, and then you watch it now and you're like, oh, it's kind of boring. It's kind of Josh Harney fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, aside from the big names, like it, you know, like it was something that people loved because it, I like, I think especially with it was like, it brought back the whole like horror of clowns, like being really scared of clowns. Yeah. See, phobias, right? That's what, like, yeah, like phobias. Well, let's save that for the next part. All right. 
And you Because that's more Well, no, I, was gonna, I wanted to go back on the one where, like, filling something. Yeah, Leo, we'll get, we'll get that one. We'll get to that. All right. On our next episode. But, um, no, but, like, like, it, it's a big property. It, it, um, it, it, it took that whole, that whole lore of not only Stephen King lovers, but the original film. Like, we grew up with that movie always being creepy. What? It, yeah. Like, not saying it's, like, the scariest movie ever. It's not. But but it is a creepy film. It's yeah, funny as but shit. like, <laughs> ha ha ha! When he's at the door, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Um, but then they remade it and they turned into a really good film. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, that was a fun ass movie, man. Yeah, it didn't have. To, I mean, for us, it didn't have to be scary, scary. Mm-hmm. But I think we enjoy it the was... fact that they they try to do something. Kind of more modern, but still like still in in the in the realm of horror, you know. Mm. Like it is a horror film for us. It may not be scary. We're not gonna sit there and be like, oh, oh my god, I'm so terrified. What it? Yeah, doing this. But we but we watch it and we like it because of it being a horror film. Which I don't know what that says about psychics, psyche or psyche, (laughs) whatever. But it. Um, I mean. Did you think it was more funny than it was creepy? Which no, one? you did. But no, but what I'm saying is just in general. <laughs> no, I know, no. But what I'm saying is like... Which one? Which one are you talking about? Which it? The, the last one. The, this new one. Oh, that one wasn't like funny. Like I mean, there were funny parts. I thought like I laughed parts, more. But I don't know if it was like more funny than it was scary. Like, I mean... What do, you, what do you mean? I don't know if I understand what you mean. He literally means that it's a funny movie. You mean it's a comedy rather than a horror film? To me, it's like a... I don't know. I don't know how to explain I guess it kind of touches on the first one because that one was pretty funny too. All right. Anyways. Know. I'm just saying. But, um... No, but what I'm saying is, like, even with that movie doing well and being very big and, you know, everyone waiting, you know, waiting for it or whatever... There's still these, like, more independent-ish movies, whatever. And I do think that's also and why why I will say the last decade or so is because technology has put uh, the ratio of of moviegoers and movie makers, and they're blurring the line. Um, you You can literally take your cell phone have amazing quality just add a little bit more to it like you can buy lenses for your phone oh yeah you can get um you can get separate audio and people and people make these movies obviously like insane and stuff be made on an iphone but you people have the ability to make movies now like look at youtube look how big you know this this whole like diy you know you're the you're the person making the content whatever and I do feel like that kind of helps with this, I guess you could say, a new age renaissance. Mm-hmm. Is because now you're being able to give everyone who wants to tell a story the ability. And even though it does flood the market with a lot of dumb shit, like, there's people who, they purposefully make these, like, B films. Or not even B, more like F film movies. And they're like, oh, because it's funny. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like, 
Okay, even if you take in consideration a lot of those shitty ones, there's still a bunch of people who are trying and 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 they're you know, they're trying to put their stories out there and et cetera, et cetera, right? Which I think then that itself builds the whole just do it yourself in general. Cause look at look at get out. Everything that Jordan Peele's ever done has been comedy. Yeah. He's been true. a good writer, you know, knows how to do funny stuff, but then he comes out with a horror film, and it's not just a horror film. It's a, a different take on like how people would see that type of horror film, and, like and a more social can, conscious horror well, film. Um, and then not only that, but it's also it's so impactful that it came out the beginning of last year, and it was so well received that even when the Oscars came out ready for this year, or or for this this time, they remembered it. That's how impactful that that kind of like horror film was. When it's like, how many other horror films can you say, like do that? Well, like, we'll see because it's the Renaissance. Look at Jordan Krasinski. He decided he's gonna go out of John, his John, John Krasinski. <laughs> he decided he was gonna go out of his way, make this film. Did it with his wife. They they literally it's his film, and. Bam, 50 million box office. 50 million box office? First weekend. People loved it. It, it was, like I said, it's it's an experience, too. Who wrote the, he, did he write it? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote it? Yeah. Because I, I thought I saw an interview where he was like, he had to push to get them to put a death, death character in the movie. He was on one of those, not like BBC shows with his wife. He could have. And he was Probably. like. Oh, you mean deaf actress? Like an actual oh, deaf she, was actress? Oh, was she really deaf? Yeah, she's really oh, deaf. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe that's what it was then. Yeah. But see, that was that was a, th- a, th- a thing that I saw too, is people talking about, here's a movie that, that features a real deaf actress, and not no one's really talking about it because you have, you have like this, you know, Hollywood power couple, and they decide to make this good horror film mm-hmm. that's, you know, breaking everybody's expectations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, but you know, here's someone that, yeah, he's had a career, but he's never had a major Hollywood career. You know, mm. he's well known; people love him. Office, but you know, even when I'm thinking about like the little things that he's been in, it's never been that big. Like yeah, uh, Office was his first real big one, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was in that one Army one, but that wasn't yeah huge box office. Yeah, type like a year or two, two years ago. Yeah. Something. And then the only other one I could think of that he's in is um, Away We Go. Did you guys ever see that one with Maya Rudolph? Where like there are a couple and she was in was in a married one. He was in the one. Wasn't he in the one with Bradley Cooper and uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, the redhead chick from is it Emma? No. The chick from La La Land. Wasn't he in that? Oh, Emma Stone? Yeah, was, they were in a movie together, right? Like a army. Oh, Aloha? Yeah, wasn't he in that? Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, didn't he play like her husband or some shit? I don't know. I never saw that film because it was racist. <laughs> I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. He was in there. Yeah, because he, cause he played like an army guy too, right? I think it was like her husband, wasn't he? Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. I think he played like a, a, Navy, a Navy guy or something like that. And I was like, didn't he just do a war film? Uh, But no, but, but what I'm saying is like... Yeah, he's had a career and stuff like that, but then he decided to go out of his way to make this movie with his family, well, his wife, and they produced this. They produced this film that is a quiet place, 
and look at what he's doing. I even told Junior, like, we were talking about it. I was like, I think it's, they're saying that it's probably going to make, like, mid-20s, maybe hit 30 million. Because, you know, and, it, like, the, I said Thursday night, they made $5 million that Thursday night. Hmm. But then no one saw it making fifty million dollars, and I think that I think that kind of speaks to, like I said, I think it speaks to this this last decade or so of yeah. having that kind of DIY ethic, and then um, also, like I said, I and I and I think that also helps with people kind of saying, and you could do the whole like, oh, it's millennials and blah blah, but I think it's also people that are like, I don't want the same old same old. Yeah, I don't want. True. So you see this stuff and you're having these people, even though sometimes I feel like people are trying too hard at times to break the mold and be different, they're still trying. And and I think that kind of speaks a lot about like why there's been a lot of really cool and really great films in the last decade or so. So yeah, I mean, 2018, I feel like, like, I mean, we do joke about it, like you're a whore, but I mean, you know, you yeah. never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we end this part of the segment, um, I just kind of want to go over a little bit of, uh, like, kind of not what we've learned, but like, like I think we can answer these now. Uh, like, who, like, just the major, like, major questions that are more vague, like, like who, like, it's it affects everyone, you know, in some way, you know, shape or form. I mean, look at Junior. I mean, he says he doesn't get scared by film, but you still see, or scared by horror films, but you still see horror films because you enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, I go, I just, I go for either like the story or even, there are parts that scare me or creep me mm -hmm. out. Like there's parts like in like The Babadook, when I watched that for, film for the first part, it really hit home because, <clears throat> you know, when you're... Because you're a badass kid? Yeah. Babadook, I don't know. That was just, you know, growing up hearing like, like such like creepy stories that you're like, like ooh, the, like the chupacabra. Yeah, no, that's Puerto Rico. Oh, that's Same racist. Thing. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it, if, if it affects someone, if it affects everyone, it doesn't have to be the same way, but it affects someone. Yeah, or everyone. True. Um, you know, like what it is. It's that feeling of revulsion that usually follows. Like um, like a, f a frightening sight, a sound, any kind of experience. It's a feeling that one gets after coming to an awful realization or experience uh, or experiencing a deeply unpleasant occurrence. You know where you know basically anywhere, but more specifically, you could talk. Well, what we're, we're talking about is like American style horror. You know, I mean, we can get into that in the third part, but um, you know we're different regions have their own different like styles of horror as we wow. saw in like in cabin in the woods that's the whole point is that different regions different yeah but we're countries. just talking about like yeah snuff. but we're just talking about here yeah, uh sorry personal yeah. like snuff films yeah yeah that comes from where the hell does that come from yo mama anyways Worldwide. i had to complete something fucking dark you know and then so like when I mean, just any time of the day, but I feel like it's most effective at night. Well, horror movies? Yeah. Or you think just, so? Or just horror in general. But it, see, I think it's how you do it. it like, because there are moments in some movies where it's like, it's like daylight and like the, just the way that they do it is perfect. Like, uh, I mean, really example. Good one, yeah. like in Zodiac, 
I know that's not a horror film, but it's more of like a thriller, like a psychological thriller. The one with thriller-ish. Jake. Yeah. That one was good. Where they show the scene where the couple's like having a picnic and it's yeah. a sunny day. And he comes out of nowhere and he's got all dressed he's in all, yeah, garb. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, ties him yeah. up and he just stabs yeah, that guy in the back. That is... <laughs> yeah. That's a horror movie. Yeah. I that shit was so. fucked up, man. Based off the Zodiac Killer? Yeah, yeah. you never seen it? You never seen Zodiac? It's crazy it's too, cause good. like yeah, spoilers. But they in there they kind of hint to say like they know who he was, right? Yeah, they just couldn't no, prove it. That's what that the guy who wrote the book. That's what he believes. Yeah, but he's a big the guy ass. that wrote the book is the is the reporter, right? Yeah, that that's who Jake Gyllenhaal plays. And like he, he said, he got the name yeah. from the dude's watch, right? Like the the actual killer got the name Zodiac from a watch. Maybe. But like who does like he a, think he is? He thinks it's this one guy um, who lived in that area who like went to school with. Like one of the first victims. Oh, no, and it's like, the doctor. No, and like, I. It's the doctor. There's like a bunch of shit in there that he that gives him, I guess, a good idea of why it's him. It's he starts doctor. deciphering shit too, right? And it kind of points it towards that guy's direction too. It's yeah. the doctor. What's what, what fucking doctor? What are you talking about? There's a doctor that got pulled over, and then they're like, "Oh, it's kind of suspicious, but you're a doctor. <laughs> you go ahead." He's all, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. Nah, I was the lonely dude that was living with his mama. It's a doctor. Do any research. I think that's a different episode. What? The doctor. The subject. <laughs> oh, the subject. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's move on to, like, why. I mean, I think we'll, we'll talk about that in the next part, because that's a whole complex issue unto itself. Well, why do we get scared? Yeah. And then, I mean, how, I mean, you could say, like, it's like just visuals, you know, auditory, you know, the atmosphere of it all. You know, there's so many different things that f- play into, like, how we're scared. Like, you know what I mean? Like, No, yeah, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It literally, it literally like, is different for Some everybody. people get creeped out because, like, a certain, like, frequency or instruments playing and, like, that just creeps them out. Or, like, on this killing of a sacred deer? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do you guys have anything else? Because that's the end of this first segment. I do. Or part. Get Out and It, they remind me of the same fucking movie. They're, They're the, the same, same movie? To me. How? No, I mean, not, not, not. I'm no. talking about. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, not like, uh, not the message, like, Get Out was trying to, that like, was going across. Yeah. But I mean, you could also, I mean, they were both kind of funny. Like, weren't they trying to classify uh, Get Out as a comedy? No, they had to. They had oh, to. Oh, they had to? For the Golden Globes. Yeah, because, because the way that the Golden Globes works is ridiculous. See, and that's crazy. Like I said, that's crazy to think about because you look at it, horror's been a part of film since the beginning. And it's yeah. one of the most derided genres of all time. Yeah. True. I mean, because... I mean, you could even say that about comedy, too, because a lot of times that gets sidelined because they're like, oh, well, it's not a prestigious... There's a lot of comedy film. movies. Prestigious, though? But but you could Comedy's say that... Comedy's supposed to be prestigious? I, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made of whether or not film or horror is considered less than comedy because I think some people would rather laugh more than they would rather be, like, scared. I but who knows, you know? We'll talk about that on the third. The mind fuck. The third part. Of scary movies, like the Zodiac. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, uh, but how are they the same film? I mean, I don't know. They just seem a little like comedic to me. But there's so comedy in a lot of Yeah, stuff. that's what I, I was going to say. Then Chucky and then even Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street. Even so he was they're little, all the same. So they're all the same movie? He's a little funny and pervy. Wasn't Freddy Krueger a little pervy? I mean... And he's yeah. like... Ah. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> fucking weird. All right, thank you guys. That's, uh, that's the first episode of this three-parter. Um, we're going to dive into more horror stuff. Um... Of course, Tom's going to take the helm on that. Thank you guys yeah. so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, remember to like us on Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, uh, INTB underscore podcast. podcast. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. You know, it's a, it's a spooky week this week. So don't forget to get all spooky and, you know. Spooky. Get scary and 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 if you want that spooky dick, you know, text your loved one. And uh, <laughs> how come this yeah. day last year wasn't spooky? Why is it spooky this year? Every Friday, every Friday, Friday is Friday spooky. Yeah. It is. Yeah, another yeah. motherfucking day to me. Um, and yeah, and we're gonna, you know, like I said, we have two more episodes, so you know, please check those out because it's gonna be weird if you only check out one and then yeah. you're like. Well, that wasn't fulfilling. Don't be a weirdo. That's why people don't want to be your friends. But thank you guys so much. Um, Really appreciate it. Um, And just remember that it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It really isn't.